Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I got too many different thoughts popping into my head of which direction to go. Various conversations. We were just talking about uh, taxes in the legislature. I got some riffs on that, but maybe not on a Friday. Um, Joe and I were discussing off air. The It's interesting how language is involved in uh, texting. Language evolves. Some people don't want to acknowledge that, but it does. It just language evolves. And it always has and it always will. And one thing that it evolved for whatever reason is women use exclamation points for everything in texts. And I just can't get on board with it. And Joe has been arguing that I should get on board with it. Absolutely. Because you're speaking their language. Yes. It's like a magic key into women's hearts. You you, you go ahead and you respond with your own exclamation points. So if, 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 you, if you got plans to meet for a, a business meeting at 1 o'clock. Yeah. And you're going back and forth. Is one okay? Yeah, one will work. I'm supposed to text back, see you at one, exclamation point. See you there. Yes. I just, can't, I just can't make myself do it. It's so weird. Why would you shout with glee, see you at one? <laughs> yes, I know it's weird. How, why would you in France address a person using the French language? That's absurd. Speak if you're speaking to a woman. Speak womanese. Uh, I gotta, I gotta stand against it. I gotta try to turn the tide. I'm gonna be the one. I'm gonna die on this hill. I'm gonna be the brave soldier who tries to bring it back to exclamation points are for exciting things. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Judy you and would, I. It's 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 the Seinfeld episode where Elaine was so mad about exclamation points that they've been ruined. Not what are you supposed to do if it's something that actually is exciting? Like if I actually am excited about going to your birthday party, but we use an exclamation point for. Yeah, that's correct. It was blue. Um, you know, for instance. Um, no, I'm telling how, you. How do I show up excited about that? Do you do, do multiple exclamation points if you're actually excited about it? Is Larry David and or Jerry Seinfeld wrote those lines. They put them in the mouth of a woman character, and that's that's false. That's misogyny. No way. I won't. I, no. Yeah, use extra exclamation points if you want. But listen, Judy and I are 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 happy to have a nice circle of friends, folks we hang out with, and and we'll get together. And and Judy and 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 the gals. Hey, how are you? How was your vacation? You know, blah blah blah. Many exclamation points. I see uh, the guy say, "What's up, dude? I'm good. How are you? Good. It's just guys and gals. It's all right." But if you're speaking to a woman, speak womanese so they understand you. Yeah. See you at one does not require an exclamation. See you then. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) And with that tone of voice. Of course, I'm, folks, as you can tell, much more in touch with my feminine Maybe I should go. uh, I'm much more evolved, really. Maybe I should go further that direction. Exclamation points and the balloons that show up all over your screen. Every single text. I love the balloons. See you at one. Balloons, balloons, balloons. Or or a confetti. (laughs) Yes. It's the (laughs) raining confetti with every text. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hilarious. Um, we got uh, cow. We got to get to. Then I wanted to talk a little bit about the NCAA tournament. One thing I have noticed: uh, interesting text from Howard Kurtz, who's the media critic for Fox News around the oh, whole Hunter Biden thing. That's worth mentioning. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, there's all sorts of stuff I'd like to cram in before the end of the week. So let's get cooking. Uh, first, let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's cow clips of the week. 
smack the shit out of me. For you people in Florida, we're gonna have a gay night. Gay, gay, gay. It's hello everyone or hello friends. Sit in your seat. Correct? Yes, that's my not, seat. That's not your seat. How can you tell us not my seat? Because your ticket has your seat number on it. Whatever. <laughs> when you try to explain the significance as a whole, <laughs> For God's sake, this man cannot remain power. So you don't think they can take Odessa? We will sink them, and it will be fish feeding season, he says, and our fish will grow fat. This was a Russian camp, and they were bombed. There's still some bodies in this area. The fact that he may not fully understand the degree to which his forces are failing in Ukraine, that's a little discomforting. This is some really spectacular trolling that's going on. I mean, we're, we're, we're messing with Putin's head. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? <laughs> oh, wow. Keep my wife's name out your f- mouth. I'm going to, okay? We don't talk about Jada, no, no. Denzel said to me a few minutes ago, he said, at your highest moment, be careful. That's when the devil comes for you. Yay. I was sickened. I was sickened by the standing ovation. I felt like Hollywood is just spineless, en masse. This is a beautiful moment. Goodbye, everyone. Enjoy your movie. The new Leonard Skinnerd Ron DeSantis song. Yes, we need to play more of that yep, later. We will. Oh, you know, speaking of things we need to do again, we got to play the Kamala Jamaican word salad for folks just tuning in. Plus, we've discovered the best Kamala imitation on earth. One final thought, and this will be my final thought on the Will Smith thing. Now, I've got more, but this will uh, be Joe's unless, final thought. Unless I have another one. <laughs> there was a, a Twitter string going discussing the fact that. She was in, they allegedly have something like an open marriage, and she was with this R&B singer, whose name I don't recognize for quite some time, evidently. One of her son's friends, I think. Mm. So evidently, you can lay Jada, and, 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 and Will Smith is fine with it. But if you make a G.I. Jane joke, he'll whoop the hell out of you. Or all the psychology was twisted in his head, like a coworker was telling me the other day, where he's got this whole thing and... So he he saw that dude's face on Chris Rock's head when when his wife. Yeah, I don't know if I describe it like that. I just think he's so wildly insecure about the whole thing. I think Will Smith is a lame ass punk for this whole thing. That getting up there and crying and this is all about me and how I've been wronged and how tough it's been for me to handle this. Oh, shut the hell up! No apology to Chris Rock in the moment. Uh, just just so freaking weak. I have zero respect for Will Smith out of this thing. That was so damn weak. To turn that all about you and then being at the parties later. Have you seen when he's dancing around and dancing to his own songs and singing the words to jiggy with it and everything like that? With his Oscar in his hand. With his Oscar yeah. in his hand because I'm so freaking cool. You just made the, you just did the most embarrassing, lame thing in the history of the Oscars and you're not phased by it at all because you have no um, ability to have self-reflection. Just... 
Crazy week. And then, of course, the whole Hollywood thing is weak and that the Oscars story keeps changing all week long and they keep trying to make themselves look better and it's not working. So the so they got beat up a lot for how did you not kick him out of there? How do you let a, a guy hit a co-worker at an industry awards event and, and stay? And then they came out with the story. We asked him to leave, but he wouldn't. Then the story was changed to, no, you didn't. You never asked him to leave. And then so the more recent story was, Chris. we we told Chris, and Chris said, don't make him leave. Chris Rock's people have come out in recent hours and say, nobody ever asked us anything about whether or not Will Smith should leave. We never said a word about it. So they claimed that we, Chris told us he didn't want Will Smith to leave, which is complete bunk also. So the producer keeps making up these stories to make it seem like they have any moral compass whatsoever or any backbone whatsoever. But what is clear is who's ever pretty and valuable gets to do whatever the hell they want in Hollywood. Rape, beat, embarrass everybody. Doesn't matter. You get to do whatever you want. And yet that utterly amoral, disgusting stew of humanity is more than willing to stand up there and lecture you on what you believe and how you raise your children and how you live your life. How yeah, of delightful. Course. Of course, their opening thing about the, the gay, 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 when the majority of the country agrees you shouldn't be teaching tiny little kids about sex, doesn't matter. The Oscars get to lecture you about how bigoted and stupid you are because they, they have the moral high ground, except for when it matters like people actually assaulting other people or raping people or whatever. It's just what a the, joke. The, the whole thing is just such a joke. And again, Will Smith is a punk ass. Um, I had one more thing on this. What was that? Uh, the producer does give Chris Rock a lot of credit for uh, saving the show by acting in such a classy manner. Um, the police did go to Chris Rock. Ah, ah, ah. But would America have been better off if he hadn't? Good question. The police did go to him and say, we're prepared to get him right now. You press charges. We'll we'll go to arrest him right now because that, what just happened, is assault, the police told Chris Rock. And he said, no, 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 no. I'm not worried about it. Which I think most people would react that way. Um, I would have. Depends. Depends. I don't know. A guy loses his head and slams me in front of a bunch of people? I don't know. Maybe you ought to feel the repercussions. If he actually hurt you, a guy with pockets that deep, there are other ways to pursue it. Yeah, I suppose. Nice to have the uh, the arrest record and investigation and evidence on your side, though. Evidence? It, uh, a billion people watched it, so I think you're exactly. pretty good for the evidence. I'm going to call them all to the stand, too. <laughs> Jim Smith from Omaha, put your hand on the Bible. Jim Smith from Omaha? And we got, uh, we got Sally from Belarus. I mean, there's people all over the world watching the Oscars. <laughs> right? Huh? Right. Um, anyway, what an embarrassing event, top to bottom. And the, and, and I, I just love the way the Oscar people have made it worse by constantly lying all week long to try to cover their own hind ends and then being, uh, you know, called out for their lies. Just Perfectly in character. Completely in character with everything that is Hollywood. Right. It's as uh, obvious and unavoidable as a beagle barking. <laughs> The Hollywood scum lying and 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 uh, simultaneously acting sanctimonious. And Will Smith, was like, with the, and he told me because when you're at your highest moment, that's when the devil comes from you, which is a great saying and the one I'll remember forever. But I don't think you get to apply it here as your your reasoning for why you just hit a guy. Yeah, that wasn't the devil. That was Chris Rock, and he made a dopey joke. <laughs> Anywho, we got a lot more on the way. If you haven't heard the Kamala Harris impersonator, oh, it's funny. So good. That's stuff and more on the way. 
Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So first, if you haven't heard this yet, and even if you have, I've heard it twice and I want to hear it again. Uh, Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, who is absolutely going to run for president, and that's one of the reasons the Democrats are going after him so hard, is they know that he is a hard guy to beat, especially when you've got a bench of nobody right now. And, you know, it just occurred to me, we're still essentially in the primaries. It's pre-primaries. But this is the time when you tack to the right as a Republican. You tack to the left as a Democrat. And so, you know, where sometimes DeSantis, to me, tries to come off a little too hard to come off too Trumpy, he'll tack to the middle for the general. So, yeah, he's going to be extremely hard to beat. Yeah, you have to get the nomination. Um, Sure. With the most uh, red media of people out there. Anyway... So Ron DeSantis, the governor, teams up with home state favorite Leonard Skinnerd. That's right, Leonard Skinnerd, for a song. You can take it to the bank. He don't care what Brandon thinks at the White House. Yes, yeah, fighting for the right to keep our state free. Free. Well, he's taking on the swamp and he's calling out Doctor Fauci. song in the next maybe 10 years if he is a two-term president wow seriously the one four and five showing up for duty folks am i wrong guitar players seriously <laughs> it, this is going to be the song as he walks up on stage all through the primaries and then perhaps his first and second term as president yeah i don't know it's awfully florida oriented but uh, i don't know come on did you hear the lyrics He's taking on the swamp. Yeah, I did, Brandon. I did. Thank you. And calling out Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci! I represent science. <laughs> Do you? Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> and they had the like the Sweet Home Alabama girls singing yeah. a backup. Free! Oh, taking man. Where on you, the where swamp you get and them? calling out Dr. Fauci. <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome. Man, that's some good red Florida meat. Is alligator meat red? I don't even know. Oh, that's, my. That's, that's some good alligator meat. God. <laughs> Oh, my God. That's amusing. That's funny. <laughs> uh, what was the other thing I wanted to do? Oh, that's uh, actually of substance before I get to something that is not. Oh, and then coming up, a Kamala's Word Salad, her latest one. That's right. There's a new one. And the best Kamala imitation we've ever heard. Um, Howard Kurtz, who's a media critic for Fox, I always point out he was a media critic for the Washington Post for many, many, many years. So he's not mm-hmm. like a just a Fox person. Uh, Howard Kurtz with a tweet, everyone knows Hunter Biden was influence peddling based on his family name. That doesn't mean he'll be charged, but the recent spate of stories underscores the huge failure in late 2020 by major news organizations and Twitter that called it a non-story. It's not a failure. It was it was a success. 
They successfully hid a story long enough to get Biden elected. And like I said earlier, and they would say right now, yeah, oh, yeah, that was unethical. That goes against everything I believe about journalism. But I kept Trump from being elected, so I'm okay with it. That's what. Yeah, it's a moral failure, but it was a successful strategy. That's what most journalists would say, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. 100%. Yeah, it's funny. I'll bet that's true in D.C. I'll bet in D.C. Are you kidding? This is a story that Hunter Biden is trading on the family name to get rich? Are you kidding me? I'll bet <laughs> right. in D.C. Yeah. everybody's known that for many, many years. Or maybe or, or uh, Joe's brother, perhaps, too. He might be you know, practically a household name among your D.C. insiders. Well, and it's pretty self-evident, I think, that there were plenty of people within the FBI, we know this already, but with the intelligence services and up and down, uh, you know, uh, K Street, who wanted Trump out. And so they went ahead and signed that letter saying, yeah, it looks like a Russian collusion, or I'm sorry, it looks like a Russian disinformation plot, the laptop, because they wanted Trump out. Quick thing I wanted to mention about the NCAA tournament, which I no longer follow sports, so I used to huge into the men's basketball tournament with Kansas in it. Oh, my God, I wouldn't have missed a second, but... ESPN had an interesting story the other day. Has anybody, has there ever been a team? Well, here was their headline. Why is nobody rooting for the fairy tale ending? Duke, which has been one of the biggest teams in the NCAA my entire adult life, their coach is retiring this year. The fairy tale ending would be him winning a championship on the way out. And nobody in America who didn't go to Duke is rooting for that to happen. Everybody wants him to go out losing. There's never been a more successful sports franchise that was this hated, I don't think. No, everybody hates Duke. There are Laker haters and Yankee haters, but they also have tons of fans. Duke doesn't have that. Everybody's rooting for North Carolina to upset Duke. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You're going to roll your eyes when I say this, but Chris Rock said some interesting things at his second show last night, because he's on his stand-up tour. can tell you mm. about those coming up. On what topic? Uh, so stay tuned. He's taking on the swamp, and he's calling out Dr. Fauci. Yes, I get it. Dr. Fauci! I can't get enough of that new Skinnerd song. Oh, I love it. I love it, too. Yeah. Oh, and a couple of notes from uh, Ukraine, one of which is unintentionally kind of hilarious. Uh, So believe it or not, so stay tuned for that. But I want to make sure we get to this. First of all, for some reason, the, the, the nation of Jamaica insulted the United States, so we lashed back by sending Kamala Harris there. Wow, that's, and that's dismissive. <laughs> and uh, and she was talking to them about something. Uh, let's play that clip, uh, 50. For Jamaica, one of the issues that has been presented as an issue that is economic in the way of its impact has been the pandemic. So to that end, we are announcing today also that we will assist Jamaica in COVID recovery um, by assisting in terms of the recovery efforts in Jamaica that have been essential to, I believe, what is necessary to strengthen not only uh, the, the, the issue of public health, but also the economy. How'd she make it into her 50s as a public figure, a very successful one? I mean, she was attorney general of the biggest state in the country in California. She's vice yeah, president. That's a mobbed up one party uh, Plutus. She was a but 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 there are other people that want the job. 
why wouldn't you pick one that can talk? And she was a U.S. senator. Now she's vice president of the United States, and she can't speak extemporaneously. I don't. I doubt that this is a new thing. I don't think she got like kicked by a mule or something. So <laughs> well, and she had to have notes for this. I mean, come on. But I mean, so, listen to the the beginning of it. I want to hear it again because well, go ahead, make your point, sir. Um, I, I, she kind of famously like won't take any direction from anybody or anything like that. But somebody ought to tell her, hey, whenever it pops into your head to like explore a tangent or an aside or a or a um um you know you're thinking a semicolon in your head, don't do that. Just plow forward with your subject predicate. Don't don't put in those other phrases, because that's where you get all messed up. Right. Simple declarative sentences. Because in the first part, I've finally figured out, I've heard it three times. She's saying COVID was tough on Jamaica's economy. Or even more briefly, well, about the same. Jamaica's economy was hurt by COVID. Jamaica's economy was hurt by COVID. That's six words. Instead, go ahead and play it, Michael. For Jamaica, one of the issues that has been presented as an issue that is economic in the way of its impact has been the pandemic. So I mean, to that end... Are you serious? I mean, I could count those words for you, but that was like 37. Are you trying to say that the pandemic hurt Jamaica's economy? So I can't figure out, is it because she feels like that makes her sound like more deeper or smarter or... I think so, yeah. She's one of those people who's not very bright who tries to sound bright by using more words. Hmm. Trying to throw jargon around in phrases like in terms of. Well, uh, you know, I wish I could do her. Like, I wish I could. Uh, I mean, Joe wants to do Kamala Harris. <laughs> well, from what I've heard. Um, no, I, I would like to be able what? to imitate her because I think it's so. I don't know what you're thinking. Um, because she's so strange and such a dope. But we came across this gal on TikTok and we're going to try to get in touch with her. But listen to how good her Kamala Harris is. Kamala Harris speaks in a more condescending tone. Okay. She says a lot of things without saying a lot of things. Okay. <laughs> There's usually a laugh involved. <laughs> I don't know where the laugh comes in. <laughs> that is so good. beyond great. Well, and and what's really magical about this is that, uh, and I'm reminded a little bit about uh, of James Edward Johnson or whatever his name is, the guy who does such a brilliant Trump, is she's doing Kamala as she's explaining how to do Kamala, which is really good. Next clip, Michael. Because let me tell you something. It is significant. It's significant. And when you try, okay, when you try to explain the significance as a whole. <laughs> it's, it's funny, I can hear, I can hear the head bob. Yes. When you try head bobbing up and down with a, you know where I'm going with this, you know what I'm about to say. Huh? This is with the eyes wide, This right? is some we'll really try. serious stuff here. <laughs> yeah, I'm laying it on you now, huh? <laughs> Oh, hell, give me 51 one more time, Michael. Kamala Harris speaks in a more condescending tone. Okay. She says a lot of things without saying a lot of things. Okay. There's usually a laugh involved. <laughs> I don't know where the laugh comes in. Oh, that is brilliant. It's perfect. So this is kind of breaking news and being seen by a big deal. Uh, being seen by people as a big deal. Is it a big deal is my question. Oh, you can watch that gal do Kamala Harris on our website as well, armstrongandgetty.com. Look for hot links. Sorry, back to you, Jack. 
Some people are saying this is a big deal. You tell me if it's a big deal. Amazon workers have voted to join a union in New York in a historic move, it says here in the Washington Post. The Staten Island Amazon warehouse is the first in America to successfully vote to unionize in a move that could herald a new era for labor at the company. Do you think this is a big deal because it has been uh, stopped by Amazon all over the country? Mm, it's, it's definitely not a small deal. It'll be interesting to see where it goes from here. If it uh, if more out more uh, locations unionize or I don't know, Sorry. I don't know either. <laughs> I don't really have a hot take on it. Mm. Uh, I'll be curious to see how Amazon responds and how it goes there. I know they uh, they work their workers very very hard. Uh, that's their business model, and uh, yeah, like I said, I'll be interested to see how it evolves there. So union the union thing has been shrinking for like a century. And mm-hmm. shockingly few private unions now. I mean, it's just not much of a thing. But unions started because employees were really getting abused. I mean, like, if you've ever looked into the history oh, yeah. of this, it was just yeah. it was unbelievable. Uh, you'd have joined a union, too, back in uh, the early 20th century. Um, I wonder if Amazon has just gone so far in terms of demanding out of employees that there'll be a bit of a comeback, at least for Amazon. Among the power of unions. Yeah, I could see it. I definitely could see it. So a couple of notes from Ukraine. I promised you I want to pay it off. Uh, Number one, mentioned this one a little bit earlier. Several hundred Russian troops have been withdrawn from the Chernobyl nuclear facility in Ukraine after suffering from acute radiation sickness. They're being treated in Belarus. According to reports, uh, Pentagon confirmed earlier the Russian forces began to pull out from the defunct facility. Ah, oh, da da da! An employee there said the soldiers had fled. They were irradiated, bus to Belarus, uh, and then he said, "Quote another batch of irradiated terrorists who seeds the Chernobyl zone was brought to the Belarusian Radiation Medical Center, et cetera, et cetera." Have you dug? Have you dug trenches in the red forest, bitches? He said. Pardon my French, but that's what he said. Now live the rest of your short life with this. There are rules for handling this area. They're mandatory because radiation is physics. It works regardless of your status or the rank on your shoulder. So <laughs> I appreciate the snark there by the uh, the Ukrainian authorities. Wow, interesting. And then this. This is the unintentionally, bitterly, dryly hilarious part. A Russian official is accusing Ukraine of launching airstrikes on an oil depot in the border city of Balograd on the Russian side. There are reports the attack may have been a false flag operation to further justify Moscow's brutal assault on Ukraine, but the Russian regional governor wrote on Telegram that two Ukrainian helicopters started the fire that erupted at the facility, injuring two workers, and that was not acceptable. And I've got to believe Zelensky, Ukrainian foreign minister, and like every Ukrainian in the world, is like... Oh, oh, so it's uncool to go into someone's country and break stuff. So what you're objecting to is us going into your country and bombing crap that offends you, does it? Can you imagine? Good Lord. Uh, it's Did you be- see that? Did you see that? They came across our border. They came across our border. And they started a fire. Did everybody see that? Good God. So to the, the Russian soldiers that were there at Chernobyl digging trenches in the radiated dirt, that's got to be weird to be exposed to radiation like that, in that you wouldn't feel anything, but you would know 
this might kill me like in a year. I don't yeah. feel a thing right now. I don't know, but. You know, I, I finally watched the Chernobyl miniseries. I haven't finished it, honestly. I kind of drifted away from it, and I ought to get back to it. But, the uh, yeah, the way radiation sickness works is just horrible and and gross and silent. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've had uh, a lot of x-rays, like most people have, and then I got radiation when I had the cancer. And I've had my beyond maximum dose you're supposed to get as a human being. Like, I couldn't do radiation again, I don't think, if I wanted to. But, um, like, you don't feel anything. You lay there on the mm-hmm. table, and they zap you. I mean, and I and they I, tell you they radiated you. Yeah, and then <laughs> I got some uh, side effects in that, like, upset stomach and heartburn and stuff like that that came out of it. And these guys might have that happen, too. But just in general, yeah, it's silent. You're just being told that something really bad has happened to you. And then, depending on your dosage, you uh, develop cancer or your skin starts to melt yeah. off or what have you. So somebody at Chris Rock's show last night yelled, F. Will Smith, what happened next is mildly interesting. But some other things <laughs> happened that are a little more interesting. So stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So Chris Rock has done two nights, four shows on his comedy tour that happened to time pretty well with him getting slapped by the biggest movie star in the world or one of them uh, at the Oscars. Um, But, you know, as we mentioned the other night, first show he came out and he said, I don't have stuff to say about this. You know, I'm still processing it. I'm sure I'll come up with some funny stuff, but I got a whole show crafted for you, and that's what I'm going to do. And uh, a number of people that are going to the shows are... Kind of disappointed in that. I mean, there are people who have been interviewed outside saying, yeah, I went on StubHub and after the slapping and paid a lot for these tickets, assuming I was going to see something great, and he didn't even mention it. And they're a little disappointed in it, but whatever. If you've never seen a Chris Rock stand-up, I mean, he, he paces back on the st- forth on the stage like a caged animal, and people shout things, and he makes people laugh, and, uh, you know, the whole thing. But they, they seem to be even more raucous than usual. A number of people chanting F. Will Smith during the second night of his stand-up comedy tour in Boston. Uh, Tremendous energy in the room, they said. Um, But uh, Chris Rock say, no, 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 trying to shut down the audience when they're chanting F. Will Smith. Hmm. (laughs) Now, what's going on with Chris Rock? Does he feel bad about the joke? Is it that Will Smith is a giant mogul in Hollywood? No, I I definitely don't think it's that. No? No. Um, I think, well, I think it's a combination of, uh, what I was talking about the other day that he, uh, he had a, a, a rough, uh, school years in which he got beat up a lot. And then one time showed up to school with a brick and beat a kid down like really, really bad and, uh, had to go into therapy for that. Ended up quitting high school, has always been afraid of his own temper. So he's got a combination been bullied and afraid how he reacts. So he's got all kinds of stuff around that. Okay, that I think yeah. is, it plays a role. And I think he's a comedian that doesn't want to go out and like kind of throw out some half-formed ideas that are just okay funny. Because they work on these things for a long time to craft these tours and their, their comedy bits. We all kind of feel like they can just do it off the top of their head, but they don't. Mm-hmm. They, they, they come up with an idea and they workshop it over and over and over, night after night after night, to see how crowds, re, re, crowds react until they get them perfected. And so I, he probably just doesn't want to like 
riff and just be okay funny? I don't know. Uh, That's coward. my guess. Come on. I could give you a solid five minutes. So you'd slap him right now if you, if you were here. Oh, yeah. For his cowards. <laughs> anyway, for the second Joe nine... Joe Getty just slapped the S out of it. For the se- wow, dude. For the second nine in a row, uh, somebody got uh, kicked out of the show. Uh, there's a feeling of deja vu, deja vu during the second Nine of Rock's performance uh, as um, a fan was removed by security. And the person being removed was a woman named Emily DePina. And this is the part of the story I like, actually. I didn't do nothing. I didn't do ass, she said, as she is being escorted from her uh, front of the theater seats. Yeah, I'm drinking. Sure, I had four shots, but I don't give an F, to be honest. <laughs> Spoken like a drunk, madam. <laughs> yes. Spoken <laughs> like a classic drunk. Going back and forth between, why are you doing this? You shouldn't do this to me. I don't care that you're doing this to me. Sure, I sure. had something to drink. I had four shots. <laughs> And you're handling it beautifully, my dear. Uh, Alana Hilton, 35. 35? Yeah, it's a little old to be doing this. Uh, sat in the front row with her friend and was kicked out along with her. We weren't heckling Chris Rock. We had front row seats. We were endorsing him. We were responding to his jokes. It's an interaction. We're interacting with the comedian. Yeah, yeah they, don't, they don't necessarily need, you know, uh, uh, you're not their Bud Abbott or Lou Costello. I mean, right. it's not a comedy team. He's got a solo act up there. Doesn't need your interjections. <laughs> How many people here paid to see this woman or to hear <laughs> anything she thinks? Yeah, that's what I thought. And they went on to say the drunks. They came to us about three times. The first time they said that we were too loud, that we couldn't interact with someone on stage. Yeah, that's right. The second time, they said we were heckling, and then the third time, they just said we were in the wrong seats, and then they kicked us out. Yes, also, they, they wanted your ass gone. Also, classic <laughs> drunk behavior right there on the how yeah. you were wrong somehow when they warned you three times to shut up. Nice. Oh, that is awesome. All we did was interact with the comedian. Are we not allowed to do that? No, that's what they stated the first time they came to you. <laughs> I find that hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess the previous yelling. night, uh, the uh, a couple of people got thrown out. It was a father and son who went to wailing on each other and screaming at each other in the middle. Of, hey, Dad, you want to go to the Chris Rock show? <laughs> as long as you promise me we don't get into a screaming match. Uh, when some people were getting kicked out, uh, Chris Rock did say, hey, is that Oscar's security? That's really his oh. only reference so far of anything. See, that's pretty good. <laughs> His final thoughts, boys, that'll do, boys. Soon we'll hear your comments. Entertain us, give us closure, for the show is nearly done. That's so awesome. That is so cool. Yeah. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. If only we could sustain that level of quality. Uh, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. There he is in the control room, our technical director, Michelangelo. Michael, what's your final thought? It's a, it's shocking how society has degraded when you hear about these Chris Rock comedy specials. Back when people ha- watched Rich Little and Bob Hope, nobody did any of this. Exactly. It was a better time. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Young Alex, our behind-the-scenes producer, has a final thought. Alex? You know, we're reaching my favorite time of year. Baseball season starts next week, but I do feel bad for the Dodgers' Will Smith, who has been coming to his plate appearances in spring training and getting booed mercilessly because he's called Will Smith. <laughs> oh, that's no. funny. That is no. awesome. <laughs> that's terrible. That's so Jack. funny. 
A final thought for us? Yeah, it just occurred to me that the the overreaction we had to Nipplegate when we saw Janet Jackson's nipple at the Super Bowl, I'll bet the same thing is going to happen at the Oscars. They're going to have the front of the stage ringed next year with people in full, you know, I'm fighting the Russians gear. Like this is just such a threat to America, and we're going to be yeah. we're going to be prepared this time. I'll bet that happens. I'll bet you're right. My final thought: had dinner with some friends last night. Uh, her family is from Georgia and has been going to the Masters for years and years. And and Judy and I, my dad, and my brother were going for the first time ever, and so they wanted to give us helpful hints. And midway through dinner, she's saying, "All right, now if you if you move quickly, very early in the morning, you can be next to the fifth green. The advantage of that is you can see over to the thirteenth tee, and if you glance over there, you see that." Blah, blah. And she's a few sentences in, and I realized, I'm never going to remember any of this. It's too much. But we'll do our best. Maybe write it down. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. we got some great swag for you. We have the hot links for you. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com, or grab the podcasts if you missed part of the show. See you Monday. God bless America. Armstrong and Getty. I told you to get the f*** out. Get the f*** out. I haven't said a word, so stop yelling at me. I think that you may be over-egging the pudding. When you try to explain the significance as a whole. (laughs) I mean, that's saying something quite strong. Enough talk. It's a little too much docky dog. This is a beautiful moment. I'll give two crabs. Goodbye, everyone. Have a great Friday, you mother... Uh, Armstrong and Getty.